Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Anne-Marie Lockhart, and you're listening to Vox Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. I have with me today a very interesting writer by the name of Ellen Elizabeth Cernak. She also paints and does a bunch of other creative things, but um, you'll know her work because she just released her collection, Captured Moments, Unbound Content, and it's a really beautiful book. Um, hi, Ellen Elizabeth. Oh, my God. Ellen Elizabeth, thank you for joining me. <laughs> Hello, Anne-Marie. Okay, let's get started. We've talked about, you know, your book is so chock full of interesting work that we went through a few different options for deciding what to read today. So um, we've decided to start with Sun Worship, which I've heard you read aloud at um, at the Starbucks readings, and I, I'm real familiar with the piece, but I think our readers will really enjoy hearing you read it now. Thanks. Sun Worship. On a hot, tall roof in mid-morning, I silently lay spread eagle as afternoon unveils hot rays which caresses my naked body, I am conscious of his presence. His rays of light are absorbed deep within me, exciting me, yet he has not touched me. He is just growing nearer, caressing every inch of my nakedness within his warming glow. I can feel my excitement growing as the light penetrates my skin, gently fondling every aspect of being, causing sweat to blossom at my nape. Gently I roll deep within desires of being fulfilled as he stood there watching. Lying on my stomach, I feel his heat massaging my back and flowing to my buttocks, setting my entire body afire. Relaxing after the ecstasy, I fall into a light slumber, holding fast and dreaming of his warmth and excitement. Awakened quite suddenly by a cold breeze blowing, he is gone behind a cloud. I am not yet shaken off my slumber. I do wonder if tomorrow I may enjoy the light and the warmth of his presence, or will my day be cloudy and gray with no sunbathing? <laughs> it's perfect for a winter day in Jersey. <laughs> yeah, well, being in Arizona, it's a little hot out here. Exactly. It's kind of your everyday now, right? <laughs> so actually, the, the location I'm in in Sedona um, has the four... Uh, weather changes so i've mm-hmm. gotten snow and we get rain and you know that we get cool weather the other day it was um you know quite cold wow so let's talk a little bit about how you ended up in sedona because you're a you're you're a jersey girl right so you are now in arizona how did that happen um in july of 2011 uh, we had been doing some construction in my house, and somewhere along the line it went very, very bad, and I had a house fire. Mm-hmm. So I had spent four months in 
a hotel, and then speaking to the uh, insurance company, I had said we'd like to relocate out into Sedona, Arizona, or out into uh, Arizona. Uh, we just ended mm-hmm. up in Sedona. So that's how I got here. So that's about now, October. I was, you know, I finally ended up in here. We um we were actually in production with the book at that time when all this happened, and of course, you know, that had to be put on hold while you while you got everything together there, and went through that transition. Um, what is that like? For a writer, what's that? What does that do to your writing, your creativity, your inspiration? How did that affect you? Um, I was just lost in trying to find a place to live. Uh, I put mm-hmm. everything on hold. I, I uh, was very upset about everything. I couldn't even walk into the house after the fire. Uh, it took me uh, several months. I mean, I didn't really get into the house and see what had happened because I wasn't home at the time, uh, it happened. I was uh, mm. in Pennsylvania with my uh, stepchildren. So uh, I, when I did go in, um, it's very heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I could mm-hmm. do. Just, it, just, it blew me away. I, I cried many times about just uh, the memories in the house, because the house had been in my family uh, it used to be my sister's, and before that, it was a woman that we considered a grandmother. Her name was mm. Little Mary, um, and I spent a lot of time in the house growing up. Yeah. So it, yeah. it really um, it took a toll on me. Yeah. You know, emotionally. Do you find, in the wake of all that, um, that the house itself becomes, um, or has the potential to become, more of a source of inspiration for your work? Um, yes and no. Uh, I'm trying to leave it behind in Jersey Mm -hmm. because it Mm -hmm. hurts. Um, I did write a a poem regarding it called, uh, and and it's in the book called uh, Roof Deck Mm -hmm. and how I use a deck and have coffee in the morning. So, I mean, I do write about daily occurrences and things that I do. Now, along that line, you have another poem that we talked about reading today, which I'd like you to read now, and that speaks to some of those daily things that can inspire you to write. Um, If you would read that one for us now, that would be great. Sure. It's called Upon the Window. My nightly view of condensation, sweating down the window, piles of dishes like skyscrapers, Within the double sink, rubber-gloved hands to protect the sensitive skin. Steam rises, sweat upon my brow, always starting at the view of condensations beating upon my window. And it is a daily experience that we probably don't think too much of in the moment, but look at what a beautiful poem it can make. How did you get the idea to do that? Um, I hate doing the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You know, uh, I do the dishes with hot water, and it's always steaming up uh, on the window, and one day... 
uh, I just saw it all happening in front of me, and it just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to live uh, in another place on 74th Street in uh, North Bergen, and uh, I was in the basement, and in front of the window, I had put a collection of shells and arranged them artistically, um, kind of like my found object stuff that I make, and that was in front of a double sink that I used to, you know, um, do the dishes in. And that would just make me, you know, go away somewhere. I would look at the shelves and where I picked them up from and, you know, uh, and then just one night I saw how much the condensation was beating down and, and creating different lines on the window. And it just came out. So, you know, um one of the things that I like most about your book is just a different, it's a, it's an incredible journey, and it takes us, you know, from moments like that to moments that are, that are really majestic, and it, it connects them um, in a way through your art. Um, we, <laughs> we talked about, um, you know, the, the love poem there in the beginning, which is a love poem, but more than just a love poem, because it's not, it has a sensuality to it, but you know it's it's different. Uh, we talked about this one. There's another one that you talk um, in the book that well, that that's in the book in that one of the early sections called Beach Reverie, and it's more internal uh, poem, and it's an emotional poem. Would you read that for us? Sure. Beach Reverie. Did you ever sit on a beach on a cold, cloudy, drizzly day? looking out on the icy blue ocean. How fierce and uncontrollable it is. How its waves grow as strong as monsters to end up just crushing the shore. Did you ever think why? Old fishermen say it's Neptune's fury, punishing some sailor on the high seas. They are old superstitious men, frightened of the unknown, scholarly men, give logical reason having to do with the winds or the moon pulling on the earth, causing tides. Yet today I gaze upon the ocean. A haunting feeling comes over me, the sun in my hair, on my face. I walk with him once again. I hear his laughter as we run in the sands. With joy and tranquility, I remember love shared in my yesteryears. Then a brisk wind wakes me from this beach reverie. I turn and walk away to find comfort in the warmth of the bungalow, smiling for there too are wonderful memories of my father. Now, I like the thing I like most about this poem is the way um, it transitions. And you talk in the beginning about the sea, the natural world, and our relationship with it. And there's a specific line in there about superstitious old men, which I love. What I also love then is how that turns into a memory of your father, not as a superstitious old man, but in a warm and um, very personal recollection that evolves, you know, um, from that experience on the beach and the, and the memories that you're thinking in a way that's a very, I think, a very natural one in life. We, are, you know, our train of thought can lead us to so many places. Um, 
so I really like that. You know, tribute poems are often, um, they're very clearly a tribute poem from the beginning, but this one is different that way. It evolves from a different source, and it becomes a testament to somebody and their attributes in a very subtle way. Um, how did you craft that poem? 30 years. <laughs> ah. I, I had this poem working around in in different layers um, for about 30 years before it came to full fruition. It was uh, a, a sad poem I wrote after my father died, and uh, he died in 77, so it's a long time ago, but it seems just like yesterday. Um, I was very close with my father, and it, it just it just came through piece by piece and evolved. And mm -hmm. I decided it originally was beach memory, and then, you know, your vocabulary grows, so then uh, it became beach reverie. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what it is to him. It's to him. And it'll always yeah, be. I, yeah, yeah. I think that's an, a more accurate term, too, because, that you know, um, he's evoked, in that experience on the beach, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like a concrete, you know, the time we were here and did this. It, it, it's a much more um, realized presence rather than a specific concrete memory, and I, I think that that's captured really nicely in the title and that word choice. Um, that's that's one of my favorites in the book, by the way. I just really like that one a lot. It's probably um, the one I read the most. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I can understand that, and it and it and it's just it's, it's such an unusual, um, such an unusual technical piece too. That that that's one of the things that I particularly enjoy about it, um, and I think that can be reread so many different times and and just enjoyed thoroughly every single time. I like that a lot. Now, for another important element of the book, it has to do with your all of your experiences around the world. So what I want you to do, there is a poem we've selected for you to read, but what I'd like you to do before that is talk a little bit about the places that you've been and how inspiring they were to you in the moment, plus also in, in you know, in recollecting them later. Um, I had the opportunity to travel to Paris and model when I was younger, which was a lot of fun. Um, I... I, I write about Paris uh, when I see chairs and tables. I just wrote something recently on a prompt regarding that. Um, I've gone to Sofia, Bulgaria as a transit going into Egypt. I've spent a couple, uh, maybe four different times I went to Egypt with my uh, husband uh, and met wonderful people and, and went to wonderful places. Um, but the best places that I've actually gone have been here in the States with my uh, best friend and my muse. <laughs> so uh, I did get to travel with uh, my ex-husband, uh, like I said, and one of the women I met, her name was Sophia, and this is Sophia's window. Sophia's window. Ten-foot green shutters, grace the street's first floor balcony. A wash line emptied each night 
of the daily boys' wear. The 26th of July Street is a 35-mile-long, six-lane main drag, which stretches in front of the sea. Palm trees along the middle aisle rustle as the traffic whizzes by. The night air filled with barbecue corn and salt sea freshness. The trot of a horse-drawn carriage breaks the noisy people and taxi horns. The sun sets, and now the people are just a hum. We sit upon the balcony late into the night, emptying all thoughts, finding lost souls, connecting a love of femininity, crying for our husbands' fates, praising our children's accomplishments, opening to each other's heart's desire, fusing to the end of time as the night grows into dawn and the sun rises, the fishermen in their boats silently begin their day, rowing west past the Sultan's castle, through the harbor, and then disappear. That's a beautiful poem. She mm, was a, that whole section, yeah, <laughs> go on. She, she inspired me. She, she just Well, was, you know, that, that whole section of the book there, that whole collection of poems from other places, is very imbued with personal, personal um, peop, with people. It's not just about place, but it does very much convey a sense of a people. And I think, um, you know, that, that comes through in that poem specifically this one woman, but in, in all of them there's a very real sense of the people you are meeting. Um, and and that's that's one of the things that makes those poems particularly alive when you read them. It's not it's not just geography or different places, but it's also the, the common humanity experience that you write about there. Um, you know, when we were putting the book together, those poems were in there. There was a there was a bunch of stuff, and we were trying to thread out what really told the story here. And um, you know, you could probably write an entire book uh, just based upon you know those those types of poems. You have a lot of them. Um, I, I like them in this because it was. A, I think the whole book becomes about moments on a journey, and I think those really work for that. But I think you know your your work itself explores those types of places and spaces and connections um so deeply you could you could do more with that maybe that's book two <laughs> well that's what i'm working on now Shh, don't let the cat out of the bag <laughs> I'm, I'm working well, on some uh another another section um and i probably will try to have uh incorporating some of my painting and artwork uh whether it's a picture of it or or uh, a painting itself in with it all. So it's going to be That's quite your, different book. It's going to be a visual you, and words. Nice. So be interesting. Nice. And I, you know, I, I can just imagine some of those visuals to go with those words would be beautiful. Um, you know, your cover for this book is your artwork as well, and. You know, when we were exploring that, that this one was the actually the perfect. It was just perfect. I knew the second we saw it, you know, this was going to be the cover and it was going to be great. And it, I don't know, it, I don't know why it works. I can't tell you. It just is. It's, it's awesome and it's the right thing for the book. So it, your artwork is a is a big part of your artistic experience. You write, you paint, you do a lot of things. You take photographs. Um, 
what else are you working on artistically now? Um, right now I'm doing a lot of watercolor. Uh, I've never done mm-hmm. watercolor before. Uh, most of my paintings have been oils and acrylics. Uh, matter of fact, the mm-hmm. cover is an acrylic, but it's a thin wash. Mm-hmm. So I am working on the techniques of the watercolors themselves uh, out here in Sedona with uh, several teachers. I have two different classes that I'm I'm going to, and I enjoy them totally. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, four hours each class, uh, and uh, I'm learning a lot. So that's the whole point of the journey is, you know, what you learn along the way. Amen. I um I also want you to tell us where where people can find your work. You've had some other publications that are recent that are awesome. So would you tell us about those? Um, there there's uh, there's quite a few. That's um there's a long list. I just got published uh in Mad Rush. The inaugural uh, edition. Yes, the, the inaugural edition. Um, I have uh, a whole list of them actually on my blog, which is Ellen Elizabeth Dash Captured Moments at blogspot dot com. So um, it, 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 you're better off seeing exactly. I have a whole list there. <laughs> I update it. I I put stuff out there and just wait for it to return to see what's what. Um, I was published in uh, Pigeon Bicycle, it's called. It's a little place in uh, the U.K., a little uh, rag in the U.K. Very cool, yeah, yeah. And um, there's one with uh, several uh, anthologies that I am published in. Uh, So, yeah, uh, um, I'm just putting myself out there. Uh, It took a long time to get here to do this. Um, and now the Internet is just making it so much easier. I wanted to do it before the Internet was uh, was invented, actually, but uh, it was just <laughs> time-consuming with all the mail and self-addressed envelopes, yeah. and this way it yeah. just, you put it out there. So I have a blog, and I also have a blog on WordPress, um, and it's Ikrite, E-E-K-W-R-I-T-E, uh, if you can look me up there, I have some of my artwork um, up there also because they kind of like dualities. So there, there's a lot of different places. Um, as one of my friends says, uses the expression, "I'm Googleable." <laughs> uh, I have to, I have to uh, steal that away from her, but it is uh, someone else's line. Uh, I'll give her credit. <laughs> and if Noreen, you're oh. listening. <laughs> She's famous yeah. now too. All right, so everyone you heard you heard, Google her, Ellen Elizabeth, E L L E N E L I Z A B E T H, together as one word. And um she's she is Googleable, so you can find her work out there. And in the meantime, um you can go to her blogs and get a list of other things you can read. Um, we're all out of time. I want to thank you so much for being with me today. This is a lot of fun. I really liked reliving the moments in this book because I had a great time producing it, uh, going to all these places with you. That was fun for me. Um, I want to thank you very much for producing it. It was it it, it is my pride and joy. Uh, it took a long time to come, but uh, having it finally in my hands, um, uh, I ran around 
yelling that I'm published, I'm published, I'm published. So, yeah, yeah. I was very excited. <laughs> well, it's, I, I'm very proud of the book itself, and I, I can, you know, I think it's great. So I would advise everyone to go to unboundcontent.com, new releases, and check out Captured Moments by Ellen Elizabeth Cernick. And in the meantime, have a great and poetic week. Um, we'll be back soon with more poetry. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.